Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Hey, what's going on, church family? And for those of y'all who don't call this church your home, we welcome you. Thanks for joining us today. I just want to start out by how much I miss you. I miss y'all so much. Can we give us a heart emoji or a virtual hug emoji? I love y'all. Man, I miss you. We're going to continue, though, this series, Nurturing a Secret History with God. And thus far, we've been unpacking some spiritual disciplines, right? Now, I know that that word may seem a little scary, so think of it like soul food or ways that we can feed our soul during this crazy time. And now that I got y'all thinking about soul food, why don't you go ahead and type in the chat your favorite soul food. Type in the chat your favorite soul food and we can have a little fun with that. But while we're going through this this crisis together, it's been so good to unpack a few spiritual rhythms and practices that can help us nurture a secret history with God. With this corona crazy season going on, though, it seems that there's no end in sight, you know? And, and, and to be honest, it can get a little hard for me. It can get a little hard for me. This shelter in place, staying at home business is getting a little old, to be honest with you. I mean, just last Monday, my, my first set of twins turned 13. They celebrated the birthday last Monday, and it was amazing. And just last Friday, I had my birthday, and I turned, well, I'm not going there, but, you know, I had me a birthday. And the thing is that we wanted to celebrate with the people, you know. And by the way, it's, it's not too late to, to wish your boy a happy birthday, you know. And, you know, to be honest with you, my love language is gifts, so I like Chick-fil-A gift cards and Express gift cards, so you know. But, but moving on, the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, it can get hard celebrating birthdays when you're not around the people. And, and this, I'm sure, is a feeling that everybody around the world is feeling, the desperation to get with the people again. And I believe that most of the country, if not most of the world, is, is feeling a little on edge too. Church, this disruption is real. The chaos to our everyday life is real. And for those of y'all who don't know, I have two sets of twins. I have a, a five-year-old set and a 13-year-old set. Yeah, you can pray for me later. But, you know, we, you know, so it's real in our house. And I have a wife. Shout out to baby girl. Love you, baby girl. So my, my wifey works full time. So a lot of this homeschool and work from home juggle falls on me. By the way, can I shout out the mothers and the fathers? The mothers and the fathers who are at home doing this thing. I mean, big ups to you. I see you. And this is no joke. Keep pressing in. But when we first started this shelter in place, I was thinking, yeah, three weeks and we back at school. Like y'all taking y'all butts back to school after three weeks. And then we got the, the, the word that school is done for the remainder of the year. And we're like, whoa, it was kind of difficult for your boy to hear. One day, I remember I was feeling exhausted. Um, I remember saying, God, you know, I'm burning my candles from both ends right now. Like, you know, I'm, I don't even know if this is even worth it. 
church, the, 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 the waiting got hard for me. You see, the, the waiting was difficult because it was weighed down with, with worry. It was weighed down with worry. And I believe that this worry can be weighty for many in the waiting. I believe that this, that this worry can be weighty for many in the waiting today. Like, when is this madness ever going to end? You know, when my kids go back to school, will they go back to school next year? I can't take another semester of this COVID homeschool thing, man. Or will my business ever open back up? Or will this state ever open back up? When is that going to happen? When will we return to a semblance of normal? Listen, we can be weighed down by worry and it may lead to potentially blaming and complaining in the waiting, blaming others, blaming the government for what they are doing or not doing, you know, or making people out to be the enemy rather than the enemy being the enemy. But there's good news. Hey, hey, there's good news. There's a practice, y'all. There's some soul food out there, y'all, that can help us when we are weighed down by worry in the waiting. There is good news that can help us when we are weighed down by worry in the waiting, y'all, to help us when we are tempted to blame and complain in the waiting. And you know what that is? It is the practice of gratitude and worship. Gratitude and worship. You see, we don't need no quick fix. Someone type in the chat, we don't need no quick fix. I know it's not grammatically correct. I know, I know that, but I don't care. We don't need no quick fix. Go ahead and type it, y'all. We need practices. We need tried, true, tested practices that has stood the test of time. Practices that can help us thrive in the long run, y'all. Hey, that can help us thrive in the long run, and that is gratitude and worship. So, 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 so what? What's the working definition of gratitude and worship? Simply put, gratitude is, is giving thanks to God. And worship, shoot, we at the vineyard. Y'all know worship, but I'm going to define it for you anyway. Worship is praising, is, 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 is magnifying God over everything, is extolling, is exalting, is lifting him up over everything. And when we choose gratitude and worship, we are empowered. Y'all, we are empowered to see God more clearly and equipped with the heavenly perspective that will invite breakthrough. Guys, when we step into gratitude and worship, we are empowered and equipped, empowered to see God more clearly and equipped with a heavenly perspective that invites breakthrough. Now, I don't know about you, but yo, your boy needs some breakthrough in his life right about now. And if you need breakthrough in your life right about now, type in breakthrough in the chat. Type in breakthrough in the chat, church. I believe that God is about to release some breakthrough right now as we continue to learn, learn how to posture our hearts in gratitude and worship. In Psalm 100, Psalm, I'm going to keep it 100. In Psalm 104, it reads this, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, meaning, meaning gratitude, into his courts with praise, meaning worship. 
enter his prep now, now, now. Let me put some context on it for a second, okay? Because the author originally was talking about the temple, the physical temple in Jerusalem. And every time you entered his gates, entered the temple courts, you were to do so with gratitude and worship. Why? Because the presence of the living God was there, right? Conversely speaking, if the presence of the living God ever came on somebody's life for a purpose, for whatever function, there was gratitude and worship on their life, on their lips, in their life. So now, fast forward. Ha! Fast forward because of the good news of Jesus. Because of the good news of Jesus, we can 1 Thessalonians 5.18 on them. What's it say? Give thanks in all circumstances. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's that mean? Does that mean that I, can, I need to give thanks in this COVID mayhem? Does that mean I give thanks in the corona crazy? Like, I, surely he didn't mean that. Surely they don't mean that. Yeah, even in the COVID mayhem, you see Holy Spirit who inspired Paul to write this was encouraging us to choose gratitude in all circumstances. How can they say that? because we have his presence in us. Holy Spirit is in us, encouraging us to check this out, choose gratitude over grumbling, to choose worship over worry. Oh, that is so good. It, it, we are empowered to choose gratitude over grumbling and worship over worry because of his presence. And what it's not saying, it's not saying that we are to be grateful for all circumstances. We are to be grateful in, in all circumstances because we have him in us. Oh boy, so David, man, David's story, it's amazing. I'm going to transition to a story in 1 Samuel 24. There's a great illustration of gratitude and worship in practice. And it's a story of David and how he journeyed to the throne. Now, a lot of us know about um, David, the mighty warrior. David, how he slays giants. David, how he slayed lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, you know what I mean? Like this guy was the bomb. I get it. But he had a journey to the throne that we need to understand and unpack a little bit. So when David was, was young, he was anointed king of Israel. So he had a plan and promise spoken over his life, right? And since that time, trial after trial, hardship after hardship, you know, obstacle after obstacle he had to overcome. Wait a minute, doesn't that sound familiar though? When you have a plan and promise that was spoken over your life, you know that, that there's been some obstacles it seems coming at you, hardship after hardship, trial after trial, test after test, David, David was, was, was there. He was, he was also in that place. And so the biggest trial, the biggest temptation, the, or the biggest test would come from Saul, King Saul. Now, King Saul, he was the king of Israel. He, he was the man, you know, of Israel. But he became super jealous of David because of the grace and favor on his life. Hey, there's going to be people who are super jealous because of the grace of fa and favor on your life too. But you go, you just, just brush it off, brush it off. Eh, eh. No, no, no. Okay, let me stop. But anyways, yes, you can just brush it off, okay, to know that there's favor on your life for a purpose. Anyways, Saul was jealous, so jealous that he had to hunt. He wanted to hunt and kill David. For real. So David was on the run. He went on the run and he had to shelter in place in caves. He had to shelter in place 
in caves and he did a whole lot of wilderness wandering. He had to hide out in the wilderness. A young David, he was on the run for possibly years because there was a bounty on his head. Now, I know that we don't got it as bad as David did, but truth be told, it can feel like we're doing life secluded in caves right now. Truth be told, we, it can feel like we are doing some wilderness wandering right now. Well, David was in this place. And so David and his crew were sheltering in place at the cave at En Gedi, at a cave at En Gedi. And, and, and it was in this cave. It was in this dank, dark, miserable, wet, crazy, horrible, circumstantial situation he found himself in, him and his boys, him and his crew. This was a low point in David's life. He did not like being here. And it was in this place where he put in practice two ingredients, two things. He put in practice gratitude and worship. How? By writing a song. He wrote a song that we today now know as Psalm 57. And I want to read a little portion of that psalm, verses 7 through 11. It reads this, My heart, my heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder why I can sing your praises. Wow. Wake up, my heart. Wake up, O lyre and harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations, for your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. Wow, so good. But notice David's language. I will thank you. I will sing your praises among the nations. You see, gratitude and worship, it wasn't about a feeling for David as it was a choice. See, he chose to cultivate gratitude and worship even when he was at his lowest point in a cave. Even among deadly peril, he chose to cultivate gratitude and worship. And to be clear, David wasn't thankful for the cave he was thankful in the cave. So church, we have a choice. We have a choice. We can choose gratitude over grumbling. We can choose worship over worry. Woo, I'm gonna say that again. We can choose gratitude over grumbling and we can, or we can choose worship over worry. And when we choose to step into this gratitude and worship, we are empowered to see God clearly and equipped with a heavenly perspective that will invite breakthrough. And while David intentionally chose to step into this gratitude and worship, while at the cave in Benghetti, something crazy happened. Check this out. So it just so happened that Saul and 3,000 elite fighters were coming from a war, coming from a battle, and they were passing by. And they just so happened to pass by that same cave. David and his men were hanging out. And Saul had the urge to go relieve himself. I mean, when you got to go, you got to go, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, holla, man. All right, so anyways, he had to go into the cave. So he went in the same cave with David and his men hiding out. And David and his men are seeing this. And, and David's men are like, yo, David, yo, bro, let's go. Like, you know, God delivered him to us. Let's, let's end this madness right now. Let's take care of things right now. 
And David, he's like, I'll be back, guys. He, he, went, he, he goes up to, to, to Saul. He, he cuts a corner of his robe while he's, I guess, still handling his business. And he goes back to his men and he says the following. Check out what he says. The Lord forbid that I should do this to my Lord, the king. I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one for the Lord himself has chosen him. Woo, wow. He didn't even want to touch the Lord's anointed one. Even though David knew he was anointed to be king. Isn't it crazy that even though David, he, even though he was, uh, he was entitled to the throne, he still didn't feel released to take the throne. Wow, that's a word right there. Church, even though we may feel entitled to something does not mean it's ours for us to take. I'm going to say that again. Even though that we feel entitled to something does not mean that it's ours for us to take. That's a word for someone right there. You see, David, though, his posture was in gratitude and worship. And I believe David heard from the father and the father was saying to David, David, hey, because he was postured in gratitude and worship, I believe he heard the father clearly say, David, trust me. Allow me to work out the plans and promises that I've given you. Trust me. Allow me to promote you. And I believe that God is saying this still today. I know you're going through a tough time. I know you feel like you are sheltering in place in a cave. I know that you feel like you may be in, you know, wilderness wandering. But give me your gratitude. Give me your worship so you may be empowered with the heavenly perspective, empowered to see God clearly and equipped with a heavenly perspective that invites breakthrough. And when, and when Saul, when he found out that David spared his life, this is, this is crazy. When he found out this, that David spared his life, Saul repented, asked for forgiveness, and David eventually takes the throne, but he did it in a way that was honorable. David took the throne in an honorable way, his breakthrough. So, so how can we put gratitude and worship into practice today? How can we put gratitude and worship into practice today? Well, with the Holy Spirit, we can choose gratitude over grumbling. We can choose worship over worry. And I want to just go ahead and do that right now. Can we do that right now? Let's brainstorm all the ways that we can be grateful for him. We can be grateful to him. How can we be grateful? What has he done? What has God done for us in our lives? And if you think about something that you can be grateful for, type it in the chat. Type it in the chat. What is that? I'm grateful that the local hospitals aren't overrun. I'm grateful for the financial help that's come for some. I'm, hell, I'm grateful that, that, you know what, there are thousands of masks that have been donated to our local hospitals, to local businesses, to local ministries. I'm grateful for that. I am grateful that churches can work together. Come on. I'm grateful to see the local church working together. I'm grateful for Chick-fil-A drive through is still open. Holla. I'm grateful. Come on. What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? 
So we can choose gratitude over grumbling. Type in the chat. And when we do that, when we choose gratitude over grumbling, it releases us to worship over worry. Whoa, it releases a worship over worry. So when worry creeps in, I will open my mouth and sing praises to him. When worry comes, I can read the Psalms. I can read the word. When worry, when worry comes, I can open up Spotify. I can open up Pandora. I can open up Apple Music and I can praise him. When worry comes, I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord because I can choose to worship when worry comes. I'm so excited y'all that we get to praise God here pretty soon. I'm super looking forward to the worship. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna conclude here. I'm gonna conclude here so we can worship. Back to my story with my family. When I was juggling homeschool and work from home, y'all, this and doing all the things in life, just doing all the things, I was getting tired. I was, I was weighted down in the worry. I was weighted down by worry in my waiting. And I found myself feeling on edge. I found myself getting moody. I even started to complain a little bit. I started to, started to blame and complain a little bit. And so I said, you know what? I can't do that. I got to step into gratitude. I got to step into worship. So I started thanking God for the things that he has done in my life. I started thanking God for the opportunities that he's given me to be with my family, the opportunities that he's given me to, to, to pour into my kids in extended fashion, the opportunities that were there that weren't there. And one day I'm in conversation with my oldest son, and he came up to me and, and, and then randomly said, Dad, you know, I don't want you to get old. I'm like, what, what you talking about, bro? I can still ball you up on the basketball court, son. What? No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. But I was intrigued. I'm like, son, what are you talking about? You don't want me to get old. And he told me. He said, Dad, I've loved the time I've been spending with you and Mom, and I never wanted to end. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't help but to give praise to God and at that very minute, at that very, as soon as I heard that, it was like, wow, that's amazing. I was blown away and couldn't help but to worship and praise God. And sure, I so want this quarantine, shelter in place, corona crazy to end, sure. But one thing I will ever be grateful for is how our family has grown closer during this time. And that is what I consider my breakthrough right there. So I'll conclude, I'll conclude with this. I believe that there's a word from the Lord for each and every one of you listening in the stream, each and every one of you listening in your living room, in your kitchen, in the bathroom, wherever you are, wherever you're in the car, wherever you are. I believe that there is a word from the Lord and it is this, that today, if you posture your hearts in gratitude, if you posture your life in gratitude and worship, you will be empowered to see God clearly and equipped with the heavenly perspective that invites breakthrough. So my challenge is this, my challenge is this, is let's cultivate gratitude. Let's cultivate worship by starting a, maybe starting a gratitude journal. Maybe doing that three times a week. Maybe doing an answered prayer journal. Or maybe going over, I'm going to choose gratitude over grumbling, worship over worry fast for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? How about that? I mean, how about we try to do whatever we can to cultivate 
worship, cultivate gratitude, and experience a tried, a true, a tested practice that will help us to thrive in the long run, that will help us to thrive in the long run because gratitude and worship, when we get this in us, will help us to nurture a secret history with God. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Life Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.